Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family, this podcast is the place for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Evans, alongside Mike Adams. How's it going? Great, Jeremy. We have a new new arrangement here, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it's very comfortable. It kind of makes me talk like, hey, man. (laughs) everything's good you know you want to be relaxed when you're talking about mold yeah you do there's enough tension that mold induces so you got to just relax just have a casual conversation yeah about you know how mold's destroying people's lives you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't get upset we can take care of it for you everything's fine relax (laughs) exactly exactly yeah i like it it's nice and we have a great i don't know if you call him interior designer but someone who got set us up no he's good he, he's he is really professional good. Yeah, and he's good in like 10 minutes he had this looking better than yeah than we've we ever had it yeah. yeah so prop uh props to Pro- Derek. props about the props <laughs> yeah all right well don't fall asleep today mike no i won't i won't um i'll try not to um we're going to talk today about large homes and mold and you and i've talked to, every time we you know, go to fix a, a large home, like a, a mold issue in a large home, we say, we need to talk about this because yeah, there's... It's, it's crazy. There's something, there's some unique things about large homes that you almost would never think about, but which end up causing mold issues and yeah. and just kind of... The, some of our some of our most nightmarish homes have yeah. been large homes, wouldn't so you I say? Can, yeah, I can think of one just off the top of my head. Okay. Um, real big home right in the same town as our our warehouse here and they had uh, a sprinkler that was hitting the side of the foundation foundation gets soaked you know how the story goes but yeah once the foundation soaks the water wicks into the wall yeah anyway this is a very well-to-do family mm-hmm. in our hometown and big beautiful probably seven eight thousand square foot home and he took me downstairs and showed me and he had mushrooms growing out of the carpet oh okay and he said he said mike we just don't come down here ever Uh uh-huh so that's one of the problems with the big homes that is maybe one of the main problems yeah there's areas of those homes where people don't go yeah and and i plan on sending this to some people who have big homes so i'm not i don't intend to rag on anyone who has a big home no i wish i could have a big home yeah yeah but the reality is Oftentimes people have very large homes, but, uh, you know, I'd say even up to 80% of the home, they don't frequent regularly. Yeah. Especially if there's, you know, three floors, that basement or something. They never go in there. Or that wing, you know, we never go over there. And, and if a water event happens in that half, you know, in small homes, right? If it's a 1200 square foot home, you're probably going to notice, right? Well, uh, it just, all of a sudden just dawned on me also a bigger home means there's more interior air for the smell to spread out a little bit yeah and so it's not going to hit you like a ton of like a lightning bolt when you walk in the front door like it would on just a small two-bedroom yeah rambler yeah so before we go to the next point actually let's talk about okay so yeah the issue you know and and i'm surprised how often it happens where you know even if it's your retirement home or something and you buy this big nice home which which is nice but 
you know, again, we're not going to walk up and down the stairs all the time just to go see what's in the guest rooms downstairs, right. you know? Right. So by way of prevention, or at least how could someone, if they had a large home, how could they kind of mitigate that effect of like, I don't go in those rooms very much. I feel like the answer is very simple, but. <laughs> well, yeah, they're going to, they're going to have to hire someone to walk through the home. <laughs> That's really the only answer. Yeah. You just got to hire. They've got money. They're fine. <laughs> hire someone to walk through the house it's very simple i just need you to come Is that way you were looking at yeah it? come by our house every few weeks can yeah. you just walk around walk through, maybe shoot an infrared camera around for us no no they need to you need to you need to frequent your the rooms of your house yeah for your exercise one day walk yeah. around your house instead of, instead of jumping on the treadmill well and even still i mean even if you were to walk around i mean some of those some of those water events you're not necessarily going to notice yeah. even visually but, but and that's... If, if you had your shoes on also yeah I mean, i've heard people all the time saying i would have never known that flooring was wet oh yeah except for i walked on it with my just my socks yeah my socks got wet. so hire someone that'll take their shoes off yeah when they walk yeah. around the house mm -hmm. yeah. okay yeah i think that's really important um we'll get or to you some... can hire a bear <laughs> a bear Wait. yeah like just the animal, the bear. Oh they yeah, they have bare feet. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I missed you. <laughs> Brandon's not like coming, didn't he? <laughs> so yeah. we'll get to some of the other points later, but I do think I do think depending on the size of the home, you know, a lot of them, a lot of people with large large homes, they will pay someone to at least come, you know, change the filters, yeah. do some maintenance right. things every once in a while. So I do think at a bare minimum. You know, if you have a maintenance guy that comes comes and changes your filters or whatever, you know, I would definitely kind of say, hey, look, be on the lookout for any water issues yeah. and some of the other issues that we're going to bring up in this podcast. So one is just the sheer volume of the house. You don't see the house, yeah. you know, the whole house. What yeah. what, are, what are some other kind of cons of having a large home um, from a mold perspective? You're going to have uh, multiple furnaces or HVAC units, you know, air conditioners. Yeah. And so... I know, like, it, my, we don't have a big house, but we have a house that has two furnaces. Mm -hmm. And one runs a lot during the summer, and one mm -hmm. hardly ever runs. Mm -hmm. What, I, I guess what we'd call short cycles. Yeah. Turns on just for a short time, and then it's off. Yeah. That is prime candidate for condensation on those coils. Because it gets cold enough to condensate, but it doesn't run long enough to dry. To dry them off dry them off and so that's yeah multiple hvac units are an issue so tell me more about that though so what why does multiple why is multiple hvac units more prone to that than just what well, yeah i i think i mean i'm no hvac expert but i think what happens is if you just have a house which is one furnace it's gonna pretty much take care of itself because it's gonna have to work pretty hard yeah if you have a house that has two or three or even four furnaces uh -huh. There may be a furnace that hardly ever runs at all. Yeah. And, and that's where you run into trouble. Yeah. Just like same situation where people buy an oversized air conditioner. Yeah. Um, that will cause mold almost every time because it cools the house off so fast. Yeah. That it doesn't need to keep blowing. And, and drying off the coils. Yeah. And you need that constant. You, you really want your air conditioner to cool off your home nice and slow. Yeah. Not instantly yeah and then you know keep it keep the fan i mean a lot of hvac guys say keep the fan on all the time no matter yeah. what but i'm not a big i'm not a big fan of that but. <laughs> we need another uh, um this house i was at yesterday was a big eight thousand square footer seven seven eight three three levels yeah they 
they never even turn on their top one on each floor, one HVAC yeah. unit. They never even turn on their top one because. So I'll tell you what that'll do, is now you have no air movement up there. Yeah. And so your windows condensate. Yep. There's not enough air movement to dry things out. I've always said that same thing with an apartment complex. Uh huh. The third, the third level of any apartment complex. Yeah. Will more likely have mold than any of the other two levels. Yeah. Because they're being warmed from the uh, apartments below them. Uh huh. And so you don't have any moving air, and moving air is what helps you keep your dew point temperature under control. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I checked all the window sills on the yeah. top floor, dirty, you know, yeah. moldy. Yeah. And then even, you know, it was weird. As soon as we turned on that top unit, it didn't have a crazy strong musty smell, but instantly we were all like, it just felt you icky. Tell, huh? Yeah. And I think it's because it doesn't run too often because yeah, it doesn't cycles. have to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think you're right. Like multiple HVAC systems introduces this idea of now these, now these three systems have to kind of work in, in harmony and equilibrium. Right. And that doesn't always happen. Right. Um, let me add to that, that this maybe leads to our, our, one of our other points. Often in these large homes, there's a, there's a, there's a custom element to everything, right? Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's not a cookie cutter house. Yeah. It's not a, I guess the, the, the pro to having a cookie cutter house is usually by the time it becomes a cookie cutter house, they've worked out a lot of the kinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they sell it to ivory homes or whoever. And they build, they mass produce homes. Yeah. those. Yeah. But the custom, you, you know, the kinks are being worked out in real time. Sometimes um, even the changes to the architecture are being worked out during the building process. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and and so, yeah. Sometimes there's just there's funky nooks and crannies, and you know what I was thinking of is some of those nooks and crannies are not getting air. Yeah. You know, just because it, right. it got very, it looks cool. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what people wanted, but then all of a sudden, you know, I feel bad for general contractors that do those because they have about a million things to remember. Yeah. One of which is one teeny thing of which is like make sure i get airflow everywhere right and all these water issues because uh, uh, in fact we did this my wife and i did this with the house we first had when we were raising our kids it's um we, there were three bedrooms upstairs the the two bedrooms on the north side where the my son and my daughters and we thought you know it'd be cool is if there was a tunnel between the two closets yeah yeah so when they played they could go back and forth between yeah, yeah, each yeah. other's yeah well it was it was really cool they loved it but I think back now that was probably getting no airflow. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, that cool. actual tunnel. Yeah, you know? cool little spot. But yeah, no airflow. Yeah. Right. So I think yeah that that custom deal. Um, I've just seen it a lot where yeah. it got a little. The principles of of moisture intrusion and such, you know, maybe weren't fully, you know, realized through, in the yeah. moment, thought through. And then you have and then you have crazy roof lines. Yeah, you know, you got. Yeah, that's true. Talk about that, because you have a kind of a funny story with that, didn't you? Yeah. So years ago, when I first started getting into the mold world, um, I, I started to get to where I felt like I, I think I can tell a lot of homes have mold just by driving mm -hmm. by, and mostly it's because of the. If you look at the roof lines and and especially on larger custom homes, they have these gables. I guess they're I don't know what they're called. Yeah. But you know what I mean, a smaller roof and then a larger roof above that and then yeah. maybe another roof going north and south where the yeah. the one original roof was going east and west, you know. Yeah. Anyway, you can kind of see where, okay, that water's going to run off and it may end up all within just a two-foot linear stretch of small gable. Yeah. Right? 
and there's no way that rain gutter, that two foot rain gutter, is going to handle that, that a fourth of the water coming off yeah. that that roof. So anyway, we had a neighbor, and I used to go out and mow the lawn, and I'd kind of look at you know you don't have anything to look at while you're mowing the lawn. So I <laughs> used to look at their house, and I could tell they had water issues. Yeah, because they had a number of those interesting gables and cutouts in their house. Yeah. It's kind of cool architecture, but I could tell that from the staining on the stucco, oh, yeah. that there were some water issues, yeah. right? Well, flash forward another five years of living next to them, she starts getting really sick. Yeah. And um, I uh, I just called her out of the blue one day. I said, look, this is probably inappropriate for me to, <laughs> to yeah. call you, but, and, and I said, I think I know why you're sick. <laughs> and she's like, tell me more, you know? And I said, well, and I told her what I did. I said, I can tell from the outside of your house that you probably have water intrusion in your home. Not to mention we'd had, we lived in a cul-de-sac right next to them. Yeah. That cul-de-sac had flooded with torrential rain a couple of times in the past. Yeah. So I knew they had water in the basement yeah, previously. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so I said, I think you have water issues in your home. And I think you have mold. And I think the mold is what's making you sick. Uh-huh. And she's like, wow. And I said, look, I'll, I'll come over and I'll treat your home at no charge. Just you know just if you want to give us a good review or whatever that'd be great but but i think i can help you yeah she said let me talk to my husband she comes back and uh, like a week later and she said he really doesn't want to do it and i said really and he said yeah she said he doesn't think mold is really an issue and he doesn't want to take anything for free and he just doesn't want to do it so okay all right we'll just know that it's the offer stands you know yeah and then maybe six months later, she called and she said, my husband's out of town for a week. Can we do it right now? I said, yeah, we'll come over and do it. But I did tell her, I said, you got to get the leaks fixed. Oh, let me back up a little bit. I said, do you think you have mold in your home when I first told her? Yeah. And she said, well, we have a really musty, musty smell in the basement. And my husband's tr- constantly trying to Google, you know, DIY fixes for yeah. a musty basement. Yeah. She said he'll actually put a crock pot in the basement and simmer onions to try to get <laughs> try to get rid of the musty smell. Yeah. Which that, that that sounds terrible to me. But yeah. Anyway, so she called and she said, He's out of town, can we do it? And I said, Yeah, absolutely, let's do it. Now, at this point, she she looked really rough. She had no energy. Her house was a disaster. Um, she didn't have any kids living at home anymore. But she just was sick. She yeah. was walking with a cane. Yeah. And uh we treated her house. It took a while, but within a couple of months, she started feeling better. She called my wife and myself and said, I want you guys to come over. She said, I just want to show you my house. Cause she said, Mike, you saw my house, the condition it was in. Yeah. And she said, my kids are saying, mom, what's got into you? Yeah. And she said, I have all this energy and whatnot. And, uh, so anyway, um, she started getting, doing really well. And then, that's great. Like I told him, you got to get the leaks fixed. They didn't, and then she started to to fall back into it. Uh. And by then, we had moved, and I kind of lost track of them. Uh. But yeah, it's it's a uh, those those houses can be problematic. So part of it was that complex gable system, roof yeah. system that. that kinda... Yeah, I could see how the entire like fourth of the entire roof, mm-hmm. and the water coming off of that fourth of the roof, yeah. was was all draining towards between two different gables. Yeah. And so it was being cut down to about a two foot space. 
And I even feel like, because they had big trees in the front Two foot, too. like gutter space? Linear enough. space, yeah. Of gutter? Yeah. And there's no way that's going to handle that. Yeah. You know, it's going to back up into the roof yeah. line or whatever. And then I think um, their gutters were, were clogged anyway. Uh. So they just had all kinds of issues. And then along with the torrential rain yeah. fall, we had a, a really high water level or water yeah. table yeah. in that neighborhood anyway. So, yeah, it was just a house that was prone for mold. Well, and you know, what's funny is even, so it, in talking about custom builds, even when the builder kind of is focusing on, all right, I'm going to try and make this, you know, mold-free. It, it never works. <laughs> it's, it I'm, almost I'm serious. It works never, the opposite. It does. Because yeah. they're, they're, I don't know. Well, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I do know, I'm thinking of one house that you and I did maybe a year and a half ago where, it was in the the storage. It was a brand new house, mold all over in their their cold storage corner. Do you remember yeah. that? Uh-huh. And the builder, the builder was like, he's like, I promise you, like I triple, I triple tarred the foundation. <laughs> I added an extra thing that makes it so water can't get in the foundation. Like, there's no way water's getting through the foundation into this underground storage. And then I, you know, as you and I talked, yeah. I'm like, wait, so you put like four or five coats of different water sealants and yeah it's not it's i would say this it's not a boat it's <laughs> yeah. not designed to be like a boat yeah right? it's not supposed to have water there anyway yeah exactly so it's your, well, yeah. nonetheless well and there were no there were no um uh, vents in that that oh, underground right. storage yeah. either so i mean yeah. then it just became this this sealed up you know room so he was yeah. really trying not to let water into that yeah i there was one in virginia years ago that they had me come out and take a look at it was the same same kind of deal. It was a builder that specialized in mold-free construction. Uh-huh. And I guess the weather report messed him up or something. But anyway, they got all the, the uh, framing up, but uh-huh. hadn't dried in the, the roof with tar paper yet. Yeah. And this supposedly expensive home that was built to be mold-free just got drenched with water. Yeah. During the building process. Yeah. And they had problems from there on out. Yeah. Well... That leads us to another point. Yeah. Yeah, the building process. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It takes too long to build a big house. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, what's what's a normal house build time? Like uh, just a, a two, uh, three thousand, yeah. maybe. Maybe nine, nine months. months. Yeah. So yeah, you you get up to the five, six, seven, eight, nine. You're you're definitely going to cross through. I mean, it depends where you live. But yeah. You're going to cross through a winter or a right. rainy season or whatever. Yeah. And depending on what stage of the home build you're in, when it's snowing and raining, yeah, we we actually get a decent amount of work here in in Utah from from some builders that build you know two, custom homes that yeah. take a couple of years, yeah, and inevitably in the crawl space, yeah, they're getting some mold by the time the yeah. house is being put together, yeah, and um, yeah, it that's just, it. Just takes too, too long. It to just build takes too homes. long. Yeah. So if you are if you are building a home like a custom or a, or, a, or a big home that's going to go a couple of years, I would definitely and and builders are typically aware of this, but you really have to you have to keep your eye on are they making sure when a big snow or rain comes right. that you know things are properly covered. It used to it used to be paramount for a builder to keep yeah. track of that. Yeah. And. I, I would say the last 20 years, they care way less about that. Yeah. They're just going to, you know, as soon as the weather breaks, they're going to dig the foundation and start to frame. Yeah. You're going to go right through the rainy spring, and they don't they don't seem to sweat it. Yeah. So it's a problem. I know. I know. 
so yeah i think those are the big ones but i wanted to bring up you know because we were talking about uh, you know scenarios where where they're specifically trying to build the home mold free right water free you and i have kind of done some research on a, a guy named ted nugent uh-huh. and his wife who yeah. who did the exact same thing yeah they wanted to they lived so she was very sensitive right very his sick yeah. i think from a previous home in michigan yeah that was very moldy yeah. and they just she I, I think even was hospitalized yeah. and debilitating health issues so they tore that house down and decided to move to Texas and build their dream home. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you know, as you and I talked and read, they basically tried to hire a builder who specialized in mold free homes. Yeah. And he, that was written into the contract, like that he would guarantee no water issues would come into the home. I have no idea how you can do that. I, yeah, I would, I mean, even as good as you would think you would are are at that, I would be very hesitant to guarantee. Yeah. But, you know, as as the as you can imagine, how that story goes, did everything that he, uh, you know, theoretically, supposedly he did everything he he knew how to keep water out of that house, and within a short amount of time, it's coming in the first level through the foundation. They said they also had grading issues. They had grading issues. Yeah. What what else was there? Um, um, water under between the subfloor and the wood floor. Yeah, they had water coming in from the outside, getting yeah. into the subfloor and the wood floor. They discovered mold within a, a short amount of time. So, anyways, yeah. Anyways, it, yeah. It never fails. It never fails. It never fails. It's almost like I always think of it like um, basketball coaches. Yeah. Don't talk about free throws. Don't talk about. We need to get better at free throws because <laughs> the more you talk about it, the more nervous people are about it, yeah. and they don't make their free throws. Right. Yeah. Just don't talk about it. Kind of the same with building a home to not have mold yeah don't think about it just build the home as good common you know yeah um methods that are tried and true yes be very wary of a builder who says i want to try something new yeah <laughs> yeah run right try this new idea yeah okay wait i mean we were we've talked about this last week or a week or two ago with, with cheryl, cheryl yeah. erv's yeah and we're still we're still figuring out if ERVs, which is the new thing in HVAC systems. So yeah, just to, to tag onto that, the idea is, okay, with these, this is the way they market it. With these homes now that are so airtight, yeah. And some builders even think the more airtight, the better it is for mold. Well, no, that's the opposite. It the worse it is for mold because the house can't breathe. So when you do have any kind of water intrusion at all, yeah. it's never going to dry out quickly. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, these are marketed as, okay, if you have these really airtight homes, we bring in fresh air. Yeah. Well, from the outside, fresh air, fresh air through a tube (laughs) into a box, (laughs) into a box that doesn't breathe very well. Right. Has moisture in it. Right. And has a, (laughs) has a thin, um, sponge, uh, filter in it. Yeah. And then, um, shoot that into your main air. Yeah. And it should be fine. It should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, by way, let's, let's do a recap. Your wife told us we should do recaps and I think she's right. Let's recap cons of, of, of large home. And then maybe if you know the, the fix or, or what you can do to mitigate it, say that too. So, so first one was, um, just, you don't go, you don't go into most parts, a lot of part of that, a lot, a lot of the rooms in the house. Right. 
Place. Mitigate that. You hire a guy. Hire a guy or or a bear. <laughs> or a bear to go yeah. through without with, a shoes. Without on. shoes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, just just keep track of your home. Keep track of your home. So change your change your filters like you should. Yeah. I mean it's it's a pain to change three HVAC systems worth of filters, but you got it. It's got to be done. Yeah. Keep yeah. Keep track, especially if you have, if you have multiple HVAC systems, you really yeah. got to keep track of all those. And and the the other thing is sometimes they'll in those big homes, one of the I'll frequently show up to the house and they don't know where all their systems no, are. They don't. They have no clue. They, they're like, I think actually. Yeah, I think I have three. No, I have two. No, actually, I do have three. <laughs> and, then, and then you find out they have four. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and one of those is sometimes in the attic. Right. Like, we've never gone I've up never there. I've never gone up there. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we kind of had one we of those. One. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, recently. So, yeah. I think, yeah, you got to be really careful if you have multiple HVAC systems. Have a yes. guy come change them every few months. Make yep. sure you change them. And then, you know, I don't know if this is a good tip in that this regard, but keep your thing on auto. So that the fan, or no, keep your yeah, fan on, on always. On, yeah. So it drives some people crazy. They're like, I can't stand the constant airflow or the constant, even the noise. The noise right. of the thing on. But I think I think a lot of HVAC experts will suggest just keep that fun that fan, fan on, on the whole time on on for and two for two reasons. One, it'll keep your air conditioning coils dried out. Yeah. For the other, it's every time you pass your air through a filter, you're yeah. you're filtering. Yeah. So even if, by the way, even if your HVAC, your thermostat says, you know, there's auto and off, hot, off, cool. So anyways, even if your fan is on and you're, and then on the other button where you toggle, it says right. off, the fan will still run. Yeah. If you turn it on, on. If you turn yeah. it on, on. Right. On means always running. Right. Auto so, means it's going to kick on whenever the thermostat says I'm cold or I'm hot. I'm cold yeah. or I'm hot. So, yeah. So I think keeping that running might be a good tip. Yeah. Okay, we also talked about um, custom builds and yeah. just Ro being careful. Roof lines. Roof um, lines and... You should never have staining on the outside of your house. Yeah. If you have staining from, you know, water stains, something's up. And... <laughs> Do you remember that house we did several months ago in like Hollett, not Holiday, but kind of southeast Salt Lake? It was kind of a castle. And you, we look down and there's a big yeah, pool of water. There, there was a, like a reservoir. There's like, they built kind of a, a big, a yeah. big, I don't know, made of brick. And it was a huge it was, house. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was almost like a big reservoir, empty cavern right next to the house. It reminded me of the Beverly Hillbillies because I wanted to call it the cement pond. Yeah. Yeah. It basically, it rained, it kind of luckily rained the day we were there. Lord. Yeah. And we saw that thing just fill up. I mean, it's right against the house yeah. and the water just started filling up at least yeah. a foot the, right I think against the, only, the house. The only, I mean, I, I still think it's bad, but the only thing I think we came away from that was that was below the level of the, the lowest floor. floor. Yeah. Yeah. So but that was, still, it's not. Still, it's, with that much, it probably is wicking in. And, yeah. 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 We, and yeah and the gutters and things were you know of... another thing just real quick i yeah. don't mean to sidetrack or recap but yeah in that same house they had jetta tubs in every oh bathroom. yeah you're right every bedroom had their own bathroom every bathroom had its own jetta, jetta tub. tub and every jetta tub had mold in it every single one of them. <laughs> yeah and and the homeowner bless her heart she said i've been real worried about my kids because doctors think they have mold in their system so I told them not to run the jets in the jet of tubs. Yeah. Just take a tub. And I said, man, that's probably worse. Yeah. 
because now the water's getting in there and not getting circulated to at least kind of get rinsed yeah. out a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. Jetted tubs are terrible, and there a lot of big homes have them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then so roof lines make um, stains on the outside of the house, and also grading. Grading is a big one, especially yeah. those big houses are going to settle. Right. Grading is going to shift over you time. Have a lot of like um, what they call them, where the 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 basement window has a big cutout area. Yeah. Um, yeah, the window wells. Yeah. Or, oh. Yeah. 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 Those will. Yeah. Absolutely. They'll fill up with water. So. And then, and then, um, well, and I will say, yeah, a lot, a lot of these people do hire maintenance guys. And if you do, I think you need to have him be looking out for some of these little things as he goes around and yeah. checks the filters. Um, that's what I would do. And then the last one I was thinking is, or just recapping new builds. Yeah. If they have a new idea, don't do it. <laughs> new ideas. And then. If they are going to build a home and it's going to cross through the winter, what what do you think? Well, I th I think that I really think that they should start building in here in here in the United States. I think they should start ideally start in about May or June, mm -hmm. dig your foundation, and then you're going to have the hot summer dry months to get the framing up and get it at least get it. the tar paper down. Yeah, on on everything and hopefully get most of the out exterior taken care of. Yeah, so. yes. Yeah, and it's not always possible to plan this way, but right. if you can get it, the home from foundation to dry in during those right. non-rainy seasons, yeah, that is June, July, August, very ideal. Yep. So, yeah. anyways, I think that's a good recap, and yeah. uh, I'm glad we could finally get that off our chest. We've been thinking yeah. about every time we go to a large home, we just we get frustrated because it's well. The other hard, the other thing is, it's so hard to find the mold in some of these big homes. Yeah. Because there's just, you find one, you're like, oh, we found it. And then you, there's like, no, we no. found one of 20 places. Yeah, we, we have problems. one where there's yeah. probably 20 different yeah. pockets of, you know, many of them very serious mold yeah. uh, issues. And we've been fooled more than once thinking, oh, we figured it out. Yeah. Nope. Oh, we figured it out. Just that one. Nope. Oh, yeah. we figured it out. And we've, we've been back many times figuring it out. Yeah. And so I think that's why we started thinking, man, we got to, we got to talk about these large homes and yeah and some of the things people need to keep in mind so yeah. anyways i think that's all from us until yeah, next time great. yeah good talking to you yeah so nice to take care. thanks for listening to the mold matters podcast be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery